1: Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 19th of August in your Squiz Today, Russia and Ukraine in a strategic deadlock. The US and Taiwan to start formal trade negotiations, record low unemployment, and no fuss fritters. This is your Squiz Today. It's been nearly six months since Russia invaded Ukraine, and while the fighting drags on, experts say it doesn't seem likely that a political solution to the war will be found. In fact, a key advisor to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says that the two countries are currently in a strategic deadlock. There are two pressing matters that the world is watching, though, and that's the nuclear element to where some of the fighting is happening and the threat to global food supplies. Let's talk nuclear first. Claire, no one wants to hear nuclear and catastrophe in the same sentence. No, no
0: one really wants to hear that, (laughs) but it has been raised quite a bit in recent times. Uh, That happened when the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant uh, was targeted. Uh, Ukraine and Russia are both arguing with each other about who exactly is responsible for that. Uh, But just to give you your grounding on that, uh, it's in a Russian-controlled area of Ukraine in the southeast, uh, but it's staffed by Ukraine and what the United Nations say is that there should be a demilitarised zone put around that area. Russia isn't that keen on it, uh, but there's discussions about getting some experts from the United Nations Atomic Energy Agency to check the plan out and make sure that it's safe. Uh, Lots of discussions there and lots of concern that that plant, if it really is struck by rocket fire, that something really terrible could happen.
1: Yeah, it is Europe's largest. nuclear plant and it's located in the middle of the continent. So a disaster there really doesn't bear thinking about. So that's one pressing issue. The other is the impact the war is having on global food supplies. Both Russia and Ukraine export things like wheat, Grain and oil seeds, and the disruption to that is creating food insecurity.
0: Yeah, in a really big way. So, uh, when we look at the numbers before the pandemic, the World Food Programme says 135 million people were suffering from severe food insecurity. Uh, When we look at things as we're heading towards the end of this year, uh, what that programme says is that it's looking to be somewhere close to 323 million people. So, a really big jump. That is hardest hit in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. Uh, A big part of it is that a lot of the grain that comes from Ukraine, it's a massive wheat producer, but its grain has been locked up at ports. Russia has recently, uh, through a deal that was brokered with the United Nations and Turkey, allowed some of that grain to be exported. So there are hopes that that is going to continue. But of course, it's a very volatile situation.
1: Very volatile, as you say and two issues that the UN is having to watch very, very closely. To Indonesia, it's a tradition on Indonesia's Independence Day for the sentences of thousands of prisoners to be reduced. This year, that's happening for the bomb maker who made the explosives used in the Bali bombings back in October 2002. Umar Patek will walk free in a matter of days, Claire.
0: Yes, and that will happen after he has served about half of his 20-year sentence. He was due for release next January, uh, but he's been granted a five-month remission for good behaviour. Uh, also, he has promised to follow the laws of Indonesia on his release. That decision comes on top of last year's release of Abu Bakar Bashir, who is the radical Indonesian cleric and also the spiritual leader of Jamaa Islamiyah, which is the militant group that these guys belong to, uh, the militant group behind the bombings. Uh, Of course, this is a really difficult time Mm -hmm. for the families and friends of the 88 Australians who died in that bombing attack because they're preparing for the 20th anniversary in just a few weeks.
1: A man called Jan Leshinsky, who lost five friends in that blast in Cooter, has called the release ghastly timing in light of that 20-year anniversary. Still in international news, the US has agreed to start formal trade negotiations with Taiwan in the coming months. It's a move that is pretty likely to anger China.
0: And that, of course, is because Taiwan
1: and United States'
0: involvement in their affairs has been a really big deal in recent weeks. I don't need to really Mm. recap the ins and outs (laughs) of that. We talk quite a bit about it. Uh, But long story short, China sees Taiwan as a breakaway province. Uh, Its relationship with the United States is being increasingly fraught because America really does seem to be strengthening ties with Taiwan. Uh, those discussions around trade is a big deal for both nations because Taiwan is a really big producer of some essential things like computer chips, uh, whereas Taiwan is a big consumer of goods. So it's a relationship worth more than $100 billion and an important one to both nations.
1: The US and Taiwan aren't the only ones getting chummy. China, and russia look to be moving closer together again with chinese troops traveling to russia to take part in joint military exercises in what china's defense ministry says will deepen practical and friendly cooperation between the two countries Back home and we were talking wages yesterday, Claire. Today we're talking employment stats. Again, a bit of a mixed bag. While unemployment is at a new record low of 3.4%, an estimated 40,900 jobs were lost in July. That marks the first fall in employment since October 2021. Again, it's early. It's also a Friday take us through it.
0: <laughs> we're really stretching the relationship <laughs> with quizzes aren't we? Yeah. I'm so sorry. If it wasn't the wage index yesterday, <laughs> we're now into exactly how our unemployment stats work. So I'll try and make this as painless as possible. Long story short, what has happened in July is that the number of jobs have fallen. Uh, so fewer jobs in our economy. But why the unemployment rate went down is that uh, even more, more than that uh, decided to drop out of looking for work. So our participation rate fell more than the number of jobs that were lost. Uh, It's a bit of a complicated formula how our unemployment rate is tabulated. Uh, But long story short, it really is a record in an extraordinary run of records across our economy. Of course, COVID has had all sorts of implications for that.
1: Economists say that the jobs drop along with that weaker than expected wages growth, which we talked about yesterday, could see the Reserve Bank ease up on interest rate hikes next month. So that's something to keep an eye out for, something that could be good news for mortgage holders. We'll have to wait for that first Tuesday of the month. Love the first Tuesday of the month. (laughs) It's a real squiz thing. I never knew how, how big it would become in my life.
0: This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super.
1: Now, it's not often you see government departments getting behind drinking campaigns, but in Japan, the tax agency isn't much liking the fact that younger generations aren't big drinkers. They've even launched a competition to get people back on the booze, Claire. Yep, it's
0: called Asake sake viva. It sounds like (laughs) a very exciting kind of festival. What has happened, as you say, is the tax take has gone down quite a bit. Uh, Of course, it's just interesting to think about other nations' relationships relationship Mm. with alcohol Uh, when it comes to japan it really is one of those things that like the rest of the world alcohol consumption is going down you've got to wonder really
1: what the health department thinks of this particular (laughs) campaign TGIF, Claire, it has been a big week of news. Heading into the weekend, brunch is always a highlight. I'm pretty partial to ordering fritters when I'm out at brunch, but you've got a good at-home recipe to try.
0: Crispy corn fritters, the imperative being crispy, (laughs) not that hard to make. In fact, I even prefer the canned corn. Uh, It does say you can use fresh if you want. Uh, Frozen is fine, but I really like the canned stuff. And, of course, if you're going for brunch, it's just a a little bit more of a low fuss option too
1: and always good with a bit of smashed avo and we know that avocado farmers are keen for us to buy up and be using avocados so all in all a good recipe to take a look at this weekend squeeze the day or across the weekend claire what are you taking note of?
0: Today is the anniversary of the release of Lady Gaga's debut album, The Fame. Uh, That was in 2008. It has some cracking songs on Mm. it. I was listening to a few the other day. Uh, One of my favourites
1: being Paparazzi. Oh, yeah. What a tune. What a film clip. Uh, For me, it is Afghanistan's Independence Day. Of course, Afghanistan has come up a bit in the news this week, with it being one year since the Taliban retook control of the country. It is, of course, the topic of our Shortcuts podcast, episode this week we took a look at where the country is at now a good one to have a listen to that's all from us have a great weekend we will be back with you on monday